Hey, good afternoon to you. It's Ian Stewart here. You're on Triple H 100.1 FM. This program is Rotary Matters. And this is a program in which we take a look at some of the many worthy causes, the projects and the people who make up Rotary. Now, while much of Rotary's impact is on a global scale, it all begins uh, by harnessing the power of Rotary Club members at a very local level. The Pride of Workmanship Awards are a perfect example of this. What happens is that club members are encouraged to propose individuals in their community who are doing something remarkable, making a contribution, and who are often unheralded despite the very good work that they do. Now, over the years, we've brought you interviews on Rotary Matters with some of the recipients of these awards, people like John Ray of enterprising footwear retailer Shoe Guru, Bob Page, who started the very successful Lifeline Book Fair based in Hornsby, Claire Cartwright from St Ives, an innovative and popular teacher, Pasquale Italiano, a dedicated owner of Auto Perfection Detailing, and Francesco Caffarena from Sprout Stack in Brookvale, whose indoor agriculture business grows salad vegetables vertically. All great and inspiring individuals. So today we bring you more. The Rotary Club of Hornsby in Sydney's North recently presented their Pride of Workmanship Awards, and I'm delighted to say that one of their recipients, Nigel Hook, is with us today on Rotary Matters. Nigel runs a very successful um, automotive engineering business in Hornsby, focusing on servicing the needs of German-made cars, something that he's been doing for over 40 years. We'll also be hearing from Sahar Zaidi, who handles marketing and PR for Hornsby Rotary, and from Jeff Sell, who's been a member for over 40 years and knows their Pride of Workmanship programme inside out. It's a great story, so please stay tuned. This is Ian Stewart, you're on Triple H 100.1 FM and this programme is Rotary Matters. Look, uh, just in case you're joining us for the first time, the idea of this programme is to um, explain and provide insight into a specific Rotary cause or project. We call it Rotary Matters because, as you'll find out over the next hour, Rotary impacts many lives locally and around the world. It's a worldwide organisation set up 110 years ago with the core concept of offering service above self. And around the world, you'll find 1.2 million members, 36,000 Rotary clubs in 220 countries. So it's pretty big. Here in Australia, we've got 26,000 Rotarians and 1,100 clubs. Now, most clubs meet weekly in person, or nowadays, they're having to do it in more of a virtual or a hybrid form, and they devote their time to making the world a better place through a range of very worthy community service projects. So you're going to run into Rotarians doing things like fighting disease like polio and malaria. And polio has almost been eradicated from the world. They're concerned with providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene. Saving mothers and children, uh, like the um, Romac story that we brought to you uh, last week. Uh, Supporting education, growing local economies, promoting peace and increasingly they want to support the environment. So each week on the programme we might be hearing from an Australian organising a leprosy clinic in India or an Australian building a school in Nepal. Close to home we might look at Rotarians saluting our emergency service workers, recognising inspirational women, running a, a webinar on climate and peace, hosting a fun run, screening movies in the outback, hosting an overseas student, removing graffiti or in running a shelter for women who have suffered domestic violence. Rotary is huge. Rotary is everywhere. 
As I said a few moments ago, we're talking today about the Pride of Workmanship Awards and we're going to be meeting Nigel Hook, a recent recipient of the awards presented by the Rotary Club of Hornsby. The good news is that you're on Triple H 100.1 FM. The programme is Rotary Matters. My name is Ian Stewart. And today we're talking about the Pride of Workmanship Award presented by Hornsby Rotary Club. I spoke with uh, three members, two members of the club, Jeff Sell and Sahar Zaidi, and their guest, Nigel Hook. I spoke to them by Zoom just a few days ago. So, Jeff Sell, tell us, if you would, please, a little bit about the Pride of Workmanship Award. When and how did it all start? Thank you, Ian. Um, the, the Pride of Workmanship was instigated um, at the District 268, which is now District 9685 Assembly in 1975, during the year of Les Whitcroft as the DG. And the first presentation was uh, done uh, with the Rotary Club of Pennant Hills. Um, I joined Rotary in 1978 and uh, uh, I, was, I was the director in charge of vocation um, 1981. Um, and uh, I think that was the very first year, I'm sure that was the very first year that we had conducted a Pride of Workmanship Award Night. Since then, we have done that uh, just about every year for the last 40 years. So why did you consider uh, well, it, Jeff, why did you consider it necessary to create a Pride of Workmanship Award? What was it about the idea that appealed to you? Well, it encourages personal performance at work and in the workplace, it creates a national attitude and helps build a better Australia. So it's it's people right across the work uh, right across the workplace who are eligible for a private workmanship award. It's not restricted Correct. to any particular occupations or professions. No. Okay. No. So your Rotary Club, the Hornsby Rotary Club, um, has adopted this. So how does it actually work in practice? Who who selects the recipients? of a Pride of Workmanship Award? It's generally the employers and also um, those, say, in schools where you've got teachers, uh, they get nominated, and um, also uh, members of the Rotary Club can nominate, and the public can also nominate, and uh, if they know someone, and they, will, they can nominate that person to the Rotary Club for consideration. So there's quite a high awareness, then, within your local community of the award, and you get people coming forward with uh, suggestions? Well, you have... Uh, no, that's occasionally we get that, but we mainly get it from people, maybe people that are that are in business um, or teachers at schools or headmasters at schools and, or people at hospitals who recommend people that are outstanding. OK, so um, what if I was to receive a Pride of Workmanship Award, what would I actually get? Do I get a trophy or a, a medal? Well... Or? We, we have a dinner and for the recipients and we present them with a plaque and those plaques are, have been around since 1975. Um, they're presented with that. They're given the dinner and they're, uh, we advertise the, uh, in the local papers of them receiving the award. And we usually have usually between six and ten recipients each year. Well, it would make a very good story, wouldn't it, in the local media to be able to profile the the winners of these awards? It does, and uh, most of the clubs that do it do uh, do exactly that. 
Well, in a moment, we're going to be meeting one of your recipients of the latest um, round of Pride of Workmanship Awards. Uh, but before we do that, Jeff Sell, are these awards exclusive to Australia, do you know? Or are they fairly universal? Well, they was, they were, it was commenced in Australia, and uh, but it, it, even Rotary Clubs throughout Australia and New Zealand, uh, the South Pacific, Malaysia, Canada and the United States have adopted our programme. Well, congratulations for, on, on that initiative. So let's turn now to one of the recipients of your latest batch of awards, Nigel Hook. Nigel, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you're in the automotive engineering industry, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct, Ian. Um, I own a, a specialist German car workshop in Hornsby. It's called Auto House North Shore. We've been in business for 22 years now, and it's always been my passion to have work with European cars, especially the German cars, and um, I think I'm very lucky to be in a position where I get to do what I actually want and, and, and enjoy my work, enjoy my job. So you've been doing it for a long time? Uh, 40 years, I think I worked it out to be. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to, still, to still keep going, to work every day with a smile on my face, um, I, I feel very privileged and very lucky to be able to do that. So, Nigel, did you have any formal qualifications um, at all? in um, automotive engineering? Yeah, there's a, there's a standard TAFE course, uh, which still exists today. It's a four-year four year course, um, your apprenticeship. So I finished that in a long time ago, 1984. 1984. Uh, so then after that, I've plenty of training courses you can do to upkeep your knowledge base, which is so important nowadays with cars because the technology is advancing at a, a very fast rate. Well, I, I imagine that must be one of the biggest challenges you face in your in your business i mean apart from attracting customers but being able to keep up with the technology to be able to service their is am i talking here about volkswagen bmw audi those sort of brands yep mercedes bmw porsche volkswagen range yeah that's right uh, look the manufacturers are making it harder and harder for us to uh keep up with them um in terms of the specialization required not just computers but special tooling to, to actually work on the cars. So as, a, as an independent, it's, uh, it's a constant job, A, for me to supply the electronic equipment and the tooling for my mechanics, but also for my mechanics to do their own research and training to um, be able to deal with the cars we have today. So, so Nigel, you, you were granted an award, a Pride of Workmanship Award by the Hornsby Rotary Club. What is it that you think has set you, has set you apart from your competitors or your colleagues that has caught the attention, do you think, of the, the judges within the club? Sure, Ian. Um, look, I like to put myself in, the, in my customers' shoes and look at their car needs uh, from their perspective. Um, you know, my uh, customers are very loyal and it's, interest, you know, it's in my interest to go out of my way to make sure I fulfil my customers' needs. Now there's no open checkbook. Sure, sure, I fulfil my customers' needs. Now there's no open checkbook anymore for cars. Everyone's on a tight budget, so I really like to be able to put together a plan for my customers. Um, as I said, they don't all have an awful lot of money, and European cars can be quite expensive things to deal with. So I like to try to manage with them and have their input of what are their requirements, uh, what's their budget, what are their time constraints. And, and work with them to get them the best outcome. Okay, I can totally understand that and the importance of that to you. What would you say, Nigel Hook, to somebody who's thinking about a career in automotive engineering? Is it something you would strongly advocate or do you have any sort of reservations now you've been in it for 40 years? 
and the technology is changing so rapidly. What do you have uh, to say? Oh, absolutely. The grease monkey thing is uh, definitely a thing of the past. Um, uh, and I think the challenges for our, our industry is that it's just not about nuts and bolts of cars. It's, it's dealing with this technology. And I think our younger generation currently are, are all about technology. You know, that's, uh, they can't keep their hands off it. And luckily, the automotive industry actually presents that challenge in terms of doing the day-to-day -day repairs uh, of our cars. So, and also because mechanics are in very, very short supply. It's one of the uh, industries on our list of, uh, we need more help from mostly bringing in overseas people, but at the moment, obviously we can't. So we've got to grow, uh, grow up for our, our apprentices. So we really need the schools to offer work placements for kids and not everyone wants to be a doctor or a lawyer. Um, so getting into the automotive game, I think is a, a, a great opportunity. And um, a good mechanic is, gets a very, very good salary uh, these days. So I think there's an attraction in there. Uh, and also it's an interesting career. And Nigel, and with, the, and with, with the advent of electric cars, is this going to change? Uh, the demand for people with those skills? 100%. It's, it's going to change. It's going to change. I don't quite know how it's going to go for us independent guys. Um, we can deal with hybrid cars at the moment. As soon as full electric, full electric vehicles become more commonplace, um, I think we are going to need a lot of training to be able to work with these things. But uh, uh, luckily, it's not happening overnight. It's going, to be, it's going to be quite a few years before they're real commonplace. And unfortunately, old guys like me uh, might become a little bit redundant. Well, congratulations to you on what you have achieved with your company, Autohaus, or Autohaus, located in, in Hornsby. Uh, we're smack dab in the centre, just up the road from uh, uh, Westfield Shopping Centre. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for those comments. So this was Nigel Hook we've been listening to. I do have more for you. Um, you're on what Rotary Matters. This station is Triple H 100.1 FM. My name is Ian Stewart. In case you've just joined us, uh, here today we're talking about a programme of Hornsbury Rotary Club to recognise people in their community who are doing exceptional work. Um, I took the opportunity to ask Sahar Zaidi, who handles PR, marketing and recruitment for the club, uh, to explain to us um, the role that she has on the committee uh, of Hornsbury Rotary. And again, I spoke uh, with her and later by, with Jeff Sell by Zoom. And so I'll turn now, if I may, to Sahar Zaidi. Sahar, you have recently uh, assumed a position on the committee of um, Hornsby Rotary Club. Can you tell us what that, uh, that role is? Um, yes, that's correct. I am now the board director this year for three portfolios. Uh, that will be membership, marketing and PR. That's a big portfolio. That's three big portfolios. <laughs> Well, they're quite interlinked, um, and we have a lean board this year, so a lot of us have taken up multiple portfolios to uh, make sure that the uh, club continues running this year. And so what, what, are you, what is the biggest challenge that you're confronted with? I think one of the biggest challenges is what a lot of Rotary clubs are facing, which is um, attracting new members. Um, we, you, know, you have a key membership base, but... Um, that's been with the club for many years, but you know, as the community grows, you want to engage a lot of the community members, um, and especially the new community members that have come in or that are growing up within the um, within the Hornsby dist district. So that's been our major challenge. And as you know, the Rotary theme for August has is membership.
And we are doing a big recruitment drive for the Rotary Club of Hornsby District. So as far as the activities of the club are concerned, what are the main areas of focus? Well, we have multiple areas that we focus on. One of our local focus that's going to be this year is to participate with Dementia Australia and the Hornsby Council to create a dementia-friendly Hornsby. Um, another one is with youth, we continue to support the Internet Club of Abbotsley um, and the executive team there and all their activities. We are looking to support another youth project by a very young, talented man, um, Kayla Sharma and his um, speaking initiative that we would hope to promote with the public schools in Hornsby. We have a sister club with the Rotary Club of Port Klang in Malaysia, and we support each other's projects. We also have a foreign coin program that the Hornsby Club is very heavily involved in. We continue to work around that, although it's just, it's been a bit difficult with COVID, but we continue to run that program. And the last and but not least is to try and support local international charities that we've historically just been involved with and supported over the number of years. That's an awful lot of activities. How many people do you have in the club? Um, and Bobby and Jeff can correct me, but I think in total we're around 17 members. So you're doing yes. an, awful lot, an awful lot of work with just a very small membership base. We try our best. You certainly we try. are ambitious. Um, that foreign coin repatriation program is something I do mention from time to time. Just um, scope it for us, if you will, if you know how it actually works. I come back from holiday. I've got a pocket full of dirhams and yens and ringgits and yuans or something. I give them to you. And what, ha what do you do with them then? You have the perfect person on the, on the call, Jeff Self, who actually heads our foreign coin program. So Jeff, would you like to uh, let, it, yes. let the listeners know what happens next? Thank you, Saha. Yes, we've been running this program for now on 20 years. Uh, we collect all foreign uh, coins. Uh, we've got boxes where they're collected. Uh, in Bendigo banks and all um, a whole range of collection points around Australia. We have main, main teams in Victoria, South Australia, Western Australia and New South Wales. And we, we, we sort the coins into Australian coins because a lot of people put Australian coins in there. And we sort the uh, foreign coins out. We have... Prior to COVID, we'd have people travelling overseas and we'd give them the money and they would go and repatriate that and bring the money back to our club. We also have a, um, a group that takes all the monies that are very, very rare and hard to get rid of and they help us in repatriating those. In the 20 years we've been running, with, it's just on, I think the figure is $580,000 we've uh, received and uh, uh, repatriated two uh, international projects. And the primary one that we look at is the uh, malaria, malaria vaccine and finding a solution to that. And we support those charities um, and those researchers um, heavily. We also have some uh, orphanages overseas where we send money direct to them, particularly in Nepal. So if somebody wants to, Indonesia. if somebody's got a drawer full of foreign coins, um, what's the best way of, for them to get them to you? Or where do they take them? How does that work? Go to the local Bendigo banks yes. and you'll find a box in, in most of those banks. There's one at Taramara, there's one at Barara, there's Hornsby, there's uh, quite a few around where you can take the coins and notes 
and you can just plonk them in there and we collect them every we swap the boxes over probably every three months when we're busy all right I, i've got all a... in all, around australia we collect around about 400 kilos of coin which can't be used for anything else except uh, being repatriated overseas the Australian and old coins, separate thing altogether, because we'll have people that have got uh, grandmother's coins in their drawer and they'll bring them up and put them in the box. And we have some weird and wonderful and expensive coins put in there that uh, collectors take. So it's, 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 a fabulous, uh, it's a fabulous program and uh, it's very, very simple. And it's one we share with Rotary Clubs all around Australia. Jeff, I congratulate you on that. I've got a a drawer full of these coins. I'm going up tomorrow morning to the Bendigo Bank to unload it. In uh, The one in Taramara is our, our bank, so you can put it in there and tell them that uh, what you've been doing. Excellent, excellent. Um, Sahar, if I could just go back to you for one moment. One of the things you mentioned a moment ago was um, a speaking initiative. Can you just uh, explain what that meant? Well, it's not our project. We There is a young um, gentleman that we had supported. Um, he's a student of um, the Asquith Boys Public High School. And af while in high school and after graduation, he has a speaking initiative that he runs for um, students. And it's not a debating club. It's how to do public speaking and be more confident. So it's not something that we are running, but we are supporting him by um, introducing him to the local public school and by uh, helping him find more participants. Okay. And if you're interested, I'd love to introduce him to you because he's a great gentleman that would be, it'd be a great um, opportunity to chat with him. I'd like that very much. Perhaps after this call, we can just exchange <laughs> numbers about that. Um, Hornsby Rotary Club, you meet, what, once a week or once a fortnight? Uh, we meet once a week, um, a weekly member meeting on Mondays at 6.30. Currently, we're meeting on Zoom. But usually we do meet in Magpies in the Shamrock Room. So um, anyone who's interested can always drop by and um, attend one of our member meetings. They can also engage with us through our website, where you can subscribe for our weekly newsletter. You can also register to inter um, register your interest to volunteer on any one of our portfolios or even register an interest to be a member of the club. Um, and we're quite active online um, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram um, as well. Yes, uh, the, the young fellow that uh, we've been, we're sponsoring in all my 40 years in Rotary, he would have been the most brilliant speaker I've heard. He's uh, doing a law degree. He's, he's probably 19 years of age, and he'd be well worth having on the radio program. Superb speaker, superb. Thanks, Jeff. So, Ha, can I just go back to you because I understand also you have a homeless program that you're involved with too. Can you explain that to us? Well, one of the challenges that COVID-19, the pandemic has, you know, um, thrown all Rotary Clubs, of course, is that all our in-person events have now converted to online events. So, we, you know, we used to have fundraisers, socials, and um, physical meetings. But although it's a challenge, we've also taken that as an opportunity to try and adapt to the changing times. So one of this was an initiative that was actually brought to the club by a student at the Anglican, the Taurus Anglican School for Girls. Um, her name is Gemma, and she wanted to create um, packages for the homeless uh, in and around Hornsby. And um, the way we have supported her is that we've we went and spoke to a lot of agencies that work with the homeless. We looked at what kind of packages would be suitable for them. We created a campaign online. I believe it ran for around 10 to 14 days. 
And we were able, we were quite successful to raise enough money um, that we can create and distribute around 10 to 15 boxes. And we raised enough money had we actually done this as a physical event as well. So it, it, it turned out well, and, and we've tried to use this the challenge of the pandemic to our advantage. So the, the packages contain what? Um, the packages would contain, uh, for example, a sleeping bag, okay. um, moisturizing cream, whistles for safety, um, numbers for shelters around, um, uh, you know, water bottles um, for colder months, scarves, gloves, beanie hats. Um, it would just be a variety of items that agencies have recommended that, people, unfortunately, those who are, are homeless would find quite helpful. Well, I, I congratulate you on the on the breadth of what you do. You're touching so many areas, and it, it's astonishing how much you can accomplish uh, from your from your relatively small base. I, I'm deeply impressed. Nigel, you're not a Rotarian. Um, no, I'm afraid I'm not. I was, um, I suppose, a bit unaware of how much they did, and so from the uh, from the awards night, it certainly was an eye-opening. Uh, uh, experience to see the, the, the length and stretch that these these people go to, and they they do an amazing job. So um, I might have to uh, put a call out and um, get involved with them. Well, I can see you're thinking about it quite deeply, aren't you? Nod, nod, yeah. nod. Yes. So we've got a new recruit here. <laughs> Sorry, Nigel, that was very unfair. A question without notice like that, but uh, I can see you're no smiling. Problem, but listen, listeners, if you've enjoyed this talk today, I'd urge you to get onto the um, Hornsby Rotary Club's website, uh, have a look and see what they do, who they are, the projects they support. And um, the Pride of Workmanship Award is an annual program. If somebody wants to nominate somebody, who do they contact? Uh, Jeff, is it you or Sahar? I, I would say uh, the website is the first point of contact. Okay, so uh, it's, a, and, it's an and, on online process. On, online process and that would be the best way to do it. Dean. Good, good, good. Well, congratulations. I think it's a terrific initiative and I also thank you very much indeed for explaining more about what goes on at the Hornsby Rotary Club. Very active by the sounds of things with a great future ahead of it. So um, I know your uh, past president, Bobby Holder, has been lurking there in the background, keeping an, an ear on things. Bobby, thank you very much for doing that and for your prompts as well. And I wish you all every success.